welcome to the Entrepreneur Sushi Club podcast. I'm your host, Lupna, and I'm joined today by my co-host, the lovely... Gail Edwards, I'm here. Hello. <laughs> the Entrepreneur Sushi Club podcast is a weekly podcast where we give you insight into the personality of successful sushi-adoring entrepreneurs, showing you that Success is all about having fun in and with your business without the hustle and the grinding. And boy, do we have an amazing guest for you this week. I do realize that I say this with every guest, but let's be honest, every sushi adoring entrepreneur is amazing. We have the amazing Kazia Luckett, my dear, dear friend Kazia, who is a celebrity positive psychologist. Who wants to know which celebrities, ladies and gentlemen? three times international best-selling author of the Pay It Forward series, Notes to My Younger Self, volume one, two, and three. And I'm one of the volume two authors and the creator behind two revolutionary modalities, the Energy Code, and I have had personal experience working with the Energy Code and Mind Conditioning Therapy. Kazia, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> nice, nice, oh, nice. I was going to say, we're really pleased to have you here as well. It feels like we are in the presence of a genuine celebrity, Kazia. So, <laughs> I hope that doesn't disappoint. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't wait to get straight in because you have done so much. My goodness, how on earth have you managed to pack all of that in? still look so wonderful and graceful, <laughs> which you do, and, and still even be... Striving for more. What is your secret code, Kazia? Oh, do you know what, Gail? And that's a that's an interesting one. When you say it like that, I'm like, oh yeah, quite a lot's happened in the last three or four years. So I think it's really about listening to that internal navigation system. You know, the, the books and women of contribution came about through a vision and for the very first time in my life, it was just like I have to do this. I don't care how it works out, but I have to do this. So that one was quite easy. And then from there, it just seemed like I moved into a beautiful state of flow and start attracting all these gorgeous opportunities to work with amazing people and, you know, like Lubna and various others. And yeah, I just feel like I've just been incredibly blessed. You know, it kind of feels a little bit of imposter syndrome where I just go, easy. You know, I didn't really do anything. Things just kind of landed in my lap. So yeah, very lucky. Well, you know, one of our previous guests, she talks about it being easy and effortless and just, you know, allowing the things that are looking for you to find you. So I suppose in roundabout speak, that's kind of what you've done. I mean, to be honest with you, I think the last three years has very much been about calling in those things that I want. The only thing that I, and it was funny, I was talking to Lubna about this. The only thing is that I've called in a lot of things that I don't want as well. And now it's a case of stripping those down and going, right, okay, you know, 2021's the year to get rid of those. And I think 2020 was definitely the year to get rid of a lot of things that has started to, you know, you set out in business with a certain idea of what business should look like. And sometimes you can go off in slightly wrong directions as you try and bring those to fruition and -hmm. expend a huge amount of energy doing it. So I'm a great believer that, you know, we need to strip back frequently and ruthlessly on a regular basis to be able to keep ourselves going in the right direction. 
I mm-hmm. love that. You said listen to your internal navigation system. Now I can imagine someone listening and thinking, how do I know what that is? How do I know I'm tapped into my internal nav system? Well, it's interesting because our internal navigation system is not the one that keeps saying to you, well, just keep going, keep going, don't stop, just keep going. You know, most of us are so busy and we filled our lives unconsciously with busyness that we don't hear our internal navigation system when it's calling. We don't hear that kind of little whisper in the ear that says, oh, you should maybe do this. Or that kind of spark in the middle of the night where we go, oh my gosh, that's what I need to do. Most of us are so busy. We've filled every facet of our lives that we can't tap into it because we're all in our head. We're busy. We're just doing stuff. So for those of you that are sitting there thinking, what is this internal guidance system? What's she talking about? Firstly, ask yourself the question, how busy are you? And do you ever have space to listen to anything other than everything that you're cramming in your day? Because if you don't, then you're probably not going to hear it. It's not there. Mm-hmm. No, I can imagine. I mean, I, I still remember the, I mean, me being in the book was one of those moments. I saw a post from you on Facebook looking for authors and I instantly thought I need to be there. I had no idea why. I never considered myself an author in any way, shape or form. And I'm like, why am I being drawn to writing? I'm not a writer. And I knew instinctively I had to listen. I don't know why, but I had to listen and I followed that. I know that also a couple of people before that who were like, that's a crazy idea. You can't do that. That's not you. And I'm like, yeah, but it's screaming inside of me that I have to do it. And I don't know why, but I'm drawn to it and I just have to follow it because it's very loud. (laughs) (laughs) And when it gets to that loudness, that's that's when you have to listen. Yeah, you're absolutely right. We can't ignore it. We think we can. But we can't because if we do, it's to our detriment. So it just comes back louder. <laughs> you know, yeah, it just comes it, back. And it, you know, it's taking that risk on ourselves, taking that leap of faith on ourselves. And most people aren't used to stepping out of that boundary. I know, you know, within what six months of starting this business, I got invited to be on a documentary series in San Diego, and we were just getting ready to leave the UK to move to Barcelona and just said to my husband I've just got to do it and he was like what like it was in the August and we were leaving in September and he was just like is this the best time and I was like I've got to do this now Mm -hmm. and I had to raise 10 grand and in the space of 24 hours I think I raised seven and a half thousand you know because when you're on purpose you suddenly find all these ideas coming in and it's like right okay this is what I need to do but most of us don't take that leap of faith on ourselves. We think, oh, well, that's ridiculous. Why would I do that? That's just so, so out of the ordinary. But then the other alternative to that is why not? Why not you? Why would you want to give away your blessing to somebody else? Because the blessing's there to be had. And if it's found you first, then why not? I love that. The blessing's there for you. Mm. Yeah. Very good. Kazia, you call yourself a celebrity positive psychologist, and I want to zoom into that. I'm not going to start with the celebrity, let's be honest. Let's start with the positive psychologist, because I know what it is and I know what they do, but I can imagine a lot of people out there still don't know that there is something called positive psychology. Can you explain a little bit more? Well, obviously, you're a master of positive psychology. I mean, from my perspective, 
It's about, you know, psychology has historically focused on what's wrong with us. It's historically kind of, you know, drilled into all of the facets that need to be fixed, where positive psychology is all about all the things that are right with you, capitalizing on our strengths, you know, on the way that we flourish, on the way that we thrive and bringing people's awareness to all of those things. I mean, I think one of the biggest misconceptions with positive psychology is, well, we've all got to just be happy. We've just got to put that lovely happy smile on and there's only one emotion that you should feel. And, you know, when people are going through rubbish, it's just like, just change the way that you view it. Just be happy. No, actually, all emotions are really valuable. And, you know, the so-called negative ones are as valuable as the so-called positive ones. You don't want to feel love when you're faced with fear. You know, you want to feel the fear because you're going to spark the fear or flight mode in your body and you're going to get the hell out of there, whatever the situation is. So I just love it. I fell into it again by accident. I was going to do gestalt therapy and we knew we were going to move to Barcelona. I paid for the gestalt course and literally they said, well, you can't do it long distance. And I was like, well, where do I go from here? And suddenly this post came up on positive psychology and I was like, oh, there you go. And I looked around and at the time there were only 11 centers in the whole of the world that did it. And one happened to be 40 minutes away from my house. (laughs) And I phoned them on the Monday. I had the interview on the Wednesday and I started on the Saturday. Wow. That was so meant to be. Wow. And I literally walked in on that Saturday and sat down and they started talking and it was just like, oh my gosh, you know, I've got a science degree anyway, but it was the science behind spirituality and all of those things that seemed, you know, a bit woo-woo or out there now had scientific studies behind it. And I was just like, I am home. This is where I'm meant to be. Wow. I love it. It was so on purpose and on plan there. It just fell into my lap essentially obviously I took action you know if we're talking Mm. law of attraction I still had to find the center I still had to apply for the center I still had to raise the money for the course and ended up doing a master's of science in positive applied positive psychology so it was two years that were just absolutely amazing and I did my thesis around mind conditioning therapy and paying it forward so everything kind of slotted in quite nicely Yeah. And the celebrity part, can you share why celebrity positive psychologists? Well, I've started to attract celebrities. So (laughs) they're hearing about the energy code, they're hearing about mind conditioning therapy, and they're stepping forward to kind of, you know, experience that and bring this not only into their own lives, but also bring it out to other people's lives. And yeah, that just makes my heart warm. And that kind of came through the transition in 2020 of releasing those things that no longer serves. And when we release them, we make way for new possibilities and new opportunities. And those are some of the things that I started to attract. So yeah, 2020 was an interesting year. I think it was definitely the year of riding the roller coaster of every emotion possible. <laughs> oh gosh, absolutely. I don't think any of us escaped 2020, or put it this way, none of us left 2020 the way we came in. Put it that way. Put it that way. So just sticking with the celebrities for a moment, um, Kezia, because I know you can't divulge anything, of course. And we're not looking, you know, for any secrets or shade or tea, as the young people call it. (laughs) But what has been 
one of the most challenging situations that you've found yourself called to work amongst? Oh, a lot of people come to me wanting mind conditioning therapy to kind of release the trauma of the past. But unfortunately, a lot of people that come for that, they are already in survival mode. They're mm. already in that mode, that energy space where they're literally fingernails clinging to the ledge, you know, just waiting for another plate to fall. So I suppose that one of the biggest difficulties is moving people out of that survival mode to be able to do the growth work in the first place. Because if we start mm. the growth work when somebody's in survival, it's just going to tip them further into overwhelm, tip them further into de- depression, possibly. The other thing that's been quite interesting this last year just gone past is the different personality types that I've attracted. Historically, I've kind of attracted certain personality types. This year, I've attracted quite masculine, more masculine orientated, very direct. And the way that they want me to work with them tends to be different. So quite a few of them refer to me as Wendy Rhodes from Billions. You know, it's just like, boom, 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 kick your ass, off you go. And, you know, and I have quite a lot of kicking asses because no matter how high you get, no matter whether you're turning over the first 100,000 or whether you're gaming for the next billion, we all have ceilings that we need to get through. And it's knowing how to navigate somebody through that next ceiling. And some will need that kind of natural handholding, come on, there, there, I'm going to take you on this journey. And others are just like, what the bloody hell are you doing? Seriously, Mm -hmm. self-sabotage is playing out again. Let's crack on and let's do this. So for me, I've kind of adapted and molded over the last year as to how I'm working with people and the type of people that I'm attracting. Mm. And like you say, it doesn't matter whether we've got a pound, a million or a billion. We've all got that same kind of wiring that needs conditioning or reconditioning. Oh, definitely. I mean, everybody suffers with the imposter syndrome they suffer with the you know the perfectionism they suffer with the well who am I to want that and it doesn't matter like I say whether you're a multi-millionaire or whether you're just starting out or even if you're a stay-at-home mum you know who am I to want a better life who am I to desire that who am I to and it's like who are you not to exactly who are you not to brings me back to my favorite poem which I quote all the time to all my clients which is you know our deepest fear by Marianne Williamson it's just perfect for that and for those of you that are listening I'll be surprised unless you're a new listener if (laughs) that's the only way you wouldn't have downloaded this already because we talk about it all the time but if you are a new listener then please 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 go and familiarize yourself with the poem our deepest fear by Marianne Williamson because she asked that question so beautifully, who are you not to be? Yeah, it's a beautiful poem and I really love that. So Kazia, we are on the Entrepreneur Sushi Club podcast, so we have to ask you the most important question of the show. What's your favourite sushi and why? Do you know what? It's going to be something a little different. I love sushi and I used to eat it a lot when I was working in the hospitals because it was quick and easy something I could eat on the go and when we 
moved to Barcelona, my 15 year old daughter discovered sushi. She went out with a friend and they took her to a sushi restaurant. My most favorite sushi is the sushi that my daughter makes. And she makes the most phenomenal sushi ever. They had some beautiful Chinese supermarkets in Barcelona where you could buy the seaweed and you could buy all the different bits to go in it. And we have one of the mats and her and my husband Mm -hmm. learn how to make sushi at home. So when they make sushi... I mean, you know, that we've had dinner parties and they've made up these beautiful sushis. I like mine. Now, I don't know the official name, but I like mine with raw (laughs) salmon in it and some vegetables. The tiniest amount of wasabi because I'm not very good with the kind of fiery stuff. I know. I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's probably a fatal faux pas. And yeah, then the dressing of the soy sauce. But yeah, I could just sit there and eat a whole platter full of their sushi. You're the first guest that actually answered that question with my favorite sushi is from my daughter. (laughs) Most of them start, oh, it's a roll or it's a California roll or it's a salmon roll or it's a Philadelphia. We get the names. But you're the very first that says my favorite sushi comes from my daughter. I just love, 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 love that. And Kazia, you still get bonus points. Because Gail is a wasabi fan and you get bonus points when you mention wasabi. Every guest that says, I'm not a wasabi fan, bad karma. I have a lot because it blows. The first time I ever had wasabi was on wasabi nuts and a friend offered them them to me. She knew that I didn't like fiery stuff. I popped a couple in my mouth. I just popped a couple. And I was in a pub and it was just like, oh dear, freaking God. And I ended up spitting them out and I was just like, I don't like that. But since I've learned that you just need the teeniest bit, as long as you've got a little bit, you know, a little bit goes a long way, just like in life, a little bit goes a long way. (laughs) Oh, really? Can you remember when the first time was that you had sushi? I can remember it was, I was working in pharmaceuticals. I was in cardiology and I went into the shop in the hospital and in the hospital they had a tray of sushi with the little chopsticks and the little fish sauce and all of the ginger and the wasabi and all of that and I thought I'll eat this before I go into a client and I took it out and ate it in the car and I was just like oh my god you know it looks like it's nothing but this is like the dog's bollocks really the dog yeah. <laughs> And I don't know the official names. I'm probably a bit of a novice when it comes to that, but I know what I like and I know what I don't like. And I like the bit with the flat raw salmon on the top. It's got a little strip round it. Again, like I say, don't know the names. but Nigiri, probably. That would be the one. Yeah, Yeah, Mm. probably. It's rice and on top is the layer of salmon. It can add something or it can be just that. That's a nigiri. And that I love because then you just put your little soya sauce on it and it seeps into the rice. And, you know, if you're really good and you're by yourself, you can fit that whole thing into your mouth. And <laughs> because biting it tends to leave a bit of salmon hanging out there. Everywhere. So I be that ungraceful. The whole you know, you've just shattered everyone's illusions. I do that too. I put one completely in. The only exception is a hand roll because that's just a too big of a bite. But 
every other thing goes into my mouth immediately. So, <laughs> but I just have to chew the salmon, otherwise it hangs off, and then the rice breaks, and it just doesn't look attractive. So I just figured that you know me having gerbil face looks far more attractive. <laughs> <laughs> because yeah, suppose that's the kind of sushi that's your favourite. Supposing you were a sushi though. Supposing. Yes, supposing you were a sushi, what would be the ingredients and why? Oh, that's a good one. Well, definitely rice, obviously has to be, has to be. And as far as I'm concerned, the rice is the foundation on every piece of sushi. So you've got to have the rice because you've got to have strong foundations to build your sushi around. And the one that we've just talked about with the one with the big piece in That to me is probably my favorite because the smoked salmon is very delicate and sits on the top. You know, Mm. I do like to sit on the top of whatever it is that I'm doing so that I can see what's going on and I can lead from the front. And then you can add the flavor as and when you want to, because there are some days I just want to be plain vanilla. There's some days that I just want to be plain sushi, nothing else added to it. Just happy to just be as I am and there's other days depending on what energy I'm in where I am most definitely no vanilla I am in my element I want to shine my light you know across the globe so that's the day that I want a little bit of wasabi maybe a little bit more wasabi depending on how far I want I want the soya sauce I want the ginger layered across the top I want the whole shebang so yes that's me Nice. nice I like that so for those people that are listening and thinking, okay, great. I know that you're a positive psychologist. It's all about focusing on what makes a human being a human being from the thriving part of life. And they're thinking, how do I get started? What are some of the tips for those that are listening and thinking, okay, what can I take away from this conversation? Oh, do you know what? I think there's so many different directions that you could go in. And obviously, you know, yours is all about happiness and you focus on the happiness. And I think at this moment with everything that's going on in the world, you know, it would be easy to try and just focus on happiness. But however, I think at this moment in time, there's lots of people out there that aren't happy. There's lots of, you know, we're in lockdown. I've got two children at home being homeschooled, you know, while trying to run a business. My husband's running, you know, his side of the business, the company he works. I think just to focus on happiness would probably not be substantial enough for people to take away with them. I think the thing that I would say right here, right now, is to tap into the emotions. They're there for a reason. We have those emotions of fear. Why do we have those emotions of fear? Probably because there's a fear of unknown, probably because there's a feeling of not being in control, being able to tap into that and actually feel into it, become aware of it, ask yourself questions why it's showing up, thank it, because fear is a really good emotion, but we don't want to stay there for too long. Like anger is a really good emotion. Anger is a really good emotion for getting stuff done. If you're angry, you're like a bull in a china shop. It's like, so, you know, some of those so-called negative emotions can be perceived to be really bad. And they're only bad if we stay in them for too long. So rather than, you know, when somebody's feeling sad or somebody's feeling out of sorts or fearful or lonely or afraid, let's honor those emotions. Let's explore them. They're the guidance system. It's the guidance Mm -hmm. system within that says to us, well, okay, you're feeling this. Why are you feeling this? What needs to change in order for you to feel better? 
So for me, really, I think let's honor the emotions that we're all going through and also honor other people's emotions. You know, we might be having a really good day, but they might not, you know? So being able to hold that space for somebody else, I think is really important at the moment. We're all going through our own journey. We're, it's like we're all in the same ocean, but we're all in different boats, you know? And I speak to lots of clients and also friends in different countries. They have no idea that we're even locked down. They have no idea that people are getting fines for going outside their house mm. more than once a day. Absolutely. So I think we just need to tap back into the more human aspects of being human. You are so right, um, Kizia. You are speaking my language. You know, one of the things that I'm really driving forward in my own business is this whole human to human, heart to heart economy, moving away from the harshness of business and more into that humanitarian aspect, but even taking it one step further, whereby every interaction with me or my business actually results in a humane impact somewhere. Because we said it all of last year and it's going to be the same this year. We are living in unprecedented times. There's no, there is no doubt. These are really different and difficult times for some people. And you're so right that just being able to tap into our emotions and to be respectful of each other's emotions as well. And yeah. also opinions, because everybody has a different opinion. You know, mm. my husband totally worlds apart on what's actually going on in the world at this moment in time. And, you know, if you're not careful, it could become a real kind of argumentative, frictious situation everybody's entitled to their opinion everybody's opinion is their element of truth at this moment in time Mm. and we might not understand it we might think that you know they can't see what we see whatever it is that we see but I truly believe that this is one of the greatest gifts that will ever be given because if we can't be more human now when can we you know When can we love the other people that are around us? When can we tap back into our community? When can we tap back into ourselves and what makes our heart sing? We can't be any more human, I think, than we are right now. And it's we've forgotten a lot of those really important factors, really important factors. Yeah, and I agree with you. I've had three conversations this week, and the last one was yesterday, with someone who was triggered by she was on clubhouse and she was in a room and there was someone else sharing that they really wanted to do an event so they had invited 30 people into their living room and it triggered her because it was like people we're in a global pandemic how can you invite 30 people to your living room one is too small doesn't matter how big your living room is People are dying and you are so focused on you want to do your own event that you go again. And she was so triggered that she hopped on in in a separate room. She really wanted to vent. And I don't know why, but that's one of those moments I clicked on it when I saw her. There was no title. There was nothing. It was just her name. And I went in and she said, I'm happy you came here because I really need to talk to someone. I've been very triggered by this person that I had to leave the room. And I know I should be more mindful. And she was like going off. And I'm like, it's her perspective. And you have a different perspective. And every perspective is valuable right now because you don't know what's going on in her life or why it's important to her. Maybe she's in survival mode and really needs the money right now to survive. I don't know what's going on right now, but it's her perspective. And they're literally multiple. I mean, 
there are people here in the Netherlands that say, I'm not going to keep to the measures. There are people that say, no, please keep to, because hospitals are on the verge of breakdown right now. So there's something going on. We might not know the whole story, but there are different perspectives. And I think that right now, if you can tap into your belief system and start adopting a belief of there are multiple realities, multiple perspectives, and every perspective can live next to the other. As long as we don't say, no, it's the truth that I hold and you have to believe my truth and I have to convince you of that, we'll be fine as human beings. Yeah. And also doing your own research, you know, because everything that's out there is, you know, even the news is one person's opinion of something or a script that they've been given. So, you know, I mean, my background science, I used to present scientific data. I like the science. So I like going into that science and seeing what's there and the statistics and the deaths and all. So, you know, my opinion's probably slightly different than many others, but that doesn't mean that theirs isn't valid. And I think holding that space for each other and going, look, I don't necessarily agree with you, but if that's what you believe in, I honor that and I support that. And I'd like you to do the same for me. Simple mm. as. Exactly. Yeah. It's just respectful. It's just respectful. So, Kazia, as we wrap up, is there anything that we haven't covered that we should have covered? Or do you have any questions for us? Oh, good question. I'm sitting here in my brain. Well, Yeah. I mean, to be honest with you, the only thing I would say is about, you know, other ways that we can navigate everything that we're going on, but we've gone through that. No. Any questions that you have? (laughs) (laughs) I know, but honestly, I know you, Kizzy, and I know about the, maybe, how about maybe this? We've dropped it a couple of times, the energy code. Now I've experienced the energy code myself. And I think it's very valuable if our listeners get a sense of what are the four energy spaces and maybe they can recognize in what space am I in as you are listening to this. Okay. So yes, interesting. The energy code is really about our journey back home to ourselves. So, you know, as we've kind of talked today, most people are in the busyness of their lives and therefore they're very much in the masculine energy of doing and they don't tend to tap into the feminine energy of being And if they do, it's very far and few between. And the energy code is about balancing that up. Like, you know, night and day, black and white, hot and cold. We need balance. We need contrast. There's going to be times that you want to push ahead and get stuff done in the masculine and other times where you need to fill up your energy bucket. And so the energy code is really around something very unattractive. I really should have come up with a better visual, but I just want you to imagine that you've got a stainless steel bucket and that's either full which means you can give from a full overflowing bucket or it's empty. And depending on where it is between those two spectrums, depends what energy space you're in. And there are two feminine internal focused being energies and two external focused masculine doing energies. So I'll quickly whiz through them. The basic one that most people start, because when we start working with our energy code, we're working with our heritage pattern, which is the gifts that our parents and caregivers have given us, how we treat ourselves. 
So when we first start, we start with nurture. And nurture sounds delicious. It sounds like you're going to have facials and massages and all of those good things. No, nurture is about survival. You are literally, you've been spinning plates for so long. Your body's been screaming at you to stop and you just keep going. And in the nurture energy space, if you don't listen, the nurture energy space will come and it will make you stop. And so when we move into the nurture energy space, you've normally ended up with an illness. Mine was pneumonia. I ended up not being able to breathe and my husband rushing me into hospital. It could be that a relationship's just gone completely tits up. It could be that, you know, you have a car accident or any of these things. It's when the universe has said, right, you've not listened enough already. And the two by four that it's just whacked you in the face with is as big enough to make you stop. And Mm. so... The main thing in this energy space is to stop. And it's the hardest thing, especially for women to do. They can't, oh, well, I'm just going to stop and watch TV while I do the ironing. No, that's not stopping. So it's a full stop. Like, stop, do nothing. Sit on the sofa, watch rubbish TV, sleep, go for a walk in nature, just stop. Once you've harnessed nurture, and depending on how long it takes you to navigate out depends on what level you're at the bottom level is cave where quite frankly you just want to pull the covers over your head and disappear once you're out of that then hopefully you'll only use three of the different energy space which is whisper create and shine and and whisper again is a feminine energy it's all about connecting so coming out of the busyness of your head coming back into your body, reconnecting back, giving your brain space to hear that intuitive whisper that's whispering in your ear, connecting back into what makes your heart sing, what, you know, lights your soul up. And again, it's about being in nature. It's about resting. It's about topping up that energy bucket because most of us want to give, give, give and do, 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 but we forget about this really important. I mean, I teach this as a peak performance tool with my clients. You rest, what you can achieve when you rest is unbelievable. And what tends to happen is when most people are sat in front of a computer and things are going bad, they just want to carry on working and work longer and harder. And we want to stop that. So when you've rested, your brain now has time to think. And this is when you move into the masculine energy space of create. And that's when you get those intuitive kind of light bulb. Anybody woken up at three o'clock in the morning and suddenly had the best idea? That's because you've been resting in whisper. And now your brain has time to go, aha, here we go. This is what we need to do. And create is about the right action at the right time with the right person. That's about kind of stepping in, like we said at the very beginning, into what you're meant to be doing. And then we've also got shine. And shine is where you're in total harmony. Everything's in alignment. You, you know, you can shine your light on stage and be visible. You can shine your light on other people because there's no lack. There's just full abundance. Or it can be as simple as I often have shine when I'm walking the dog in the morning and everything feels right with the world. You know, the birds are tweeting. I've got the fresh air. I've got the sun on my skin. That is what it means to be shining in that total alignment. Life is good. Life is flourishing. Life is happy. And you naturally navigate those in peaks and troughs. And what tends to happen is most people push when they should be retreating and and then they retreat when they should be pushing. And so once you know your natural rhythm, which could be either through your feminine cycle or the lunar cycle or even the seasons have an influence, 
you've now got a master tool where you go, right, next week I know that I'm going to be able to create. So now is the time to plan out all of those wonderful projects that I want to do. Or now is the time to rest because next week I'm going to move into shine. And when you know that, it can make a huge difference to your business. Wow. Thank you for sharing that, Kazia. So as you're listening, in what energy space are you? Is it nurture, whisper, create, or shine? And if you're thinking, I don't remember what each of those are, just rewind to the piece that Kazia is explaining them to you. You can find it. And I'm sure you're going to listen to this many, many times because it's very powerful to follow your energy in planning your day, weeks, months, and years. Yeah. It was absolutely beautiful to hear it explained so eloquently, Kazia, because, you know, you're right. Some people that are listening will either immediately identify themselves or they won't know. They're in such a place that they think, oh, I don't know. But if they do rewind and just give themselves that space, then they're like, oh, right, okay, so I'm here. So this is what I can do or this is what I need to do. Like I need to step back. I need to rest, as you said. You know, rather than them being in a nurture state but willing themselves to create you know, they're willing because they think that's what they've got to do to get out of it. So really, really beautifully put. Beautiful. Thank you so much. Oh, my gosh. You have dropped some pearls of wisdom on us today, Kazia. And I'm so grateful because I know I'm certainly going to be rewinding this a few times. So thank you. <laughs> you are most welcome. And I mean, I have a free quiz that you don't need to put an email in because I think that this is really important. You can take it two or three times a day because you can shift between them so I can either share it now or you can put it in the notes but it's energycodeforwomen.com and it's eight simple questions and it will tell you straight away what energy space you're in and give you a recalibration report so you know people know I think uh, for me it's really important that people understand because the more you understand the easier you can work with your own natural energy rather than working in resistance yeah Fantastic. You know what I'm going to be doing after this recording? <laughs> well, I've, I've done the quiz and I've been in Ready to Rise, the membership around the energy spaces, and I can most definitely recommend it's very powerful to do the quiz a couple of times. And whether you do it a couple mm. of times a day or even commit to doing it a couple of times a week, it's important that you know your energy flow and energy cycle because it's so powerful to be working in the right space at the right time with the right things so we'll make sure that we add that link into the description with this episode now for people that are listening and thinking i want to connect to the celebrity positive psychologist how do i do that well the easiest way is either on facebook or instagram under kazia luckett alternatively you can go to kazialuckett.com and you can reach out to me there but facebook and instagram is probably the easiest way yeah Kazia, thank you for being on our show. It's been such an honor and pleasure to have you. And you've shared some amazing nuggets. I'm sure that people will listen to this episode many, 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 many times. Thank you so much for having me. And it's been nice to talk about sushi. Oh, yes. Oh, we love talking about sushi. We can talk about sushi all day long. (laughs) It's been lovely. It's been lovely. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's been such a pleasure, Kazia. Thank you so much.
And to you, thank you for listening to another episode of the Entrepreneur Sushi Club podcast. Now, we would love to know what has been your biggest takeaway from the conversation with Kizia. Do take a moment and share it with us in our Facebook group, the Entrepreneur Sushi Club. You will find the link to this group in the description with this episode. And if you know someone who will benefit from listening to this episode, please do share it with them. You will help us, but you also help humanity learning about their energy spaces and the power of positive psychology. For now, have an amazing day, have fun, and see you on the next episode. Bye.